Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a leaner, meaner, bigger, better, faster, stronger episode of Inspiration Point. I'm Andrew. And I'm Adam. Welcome. Are we are we gonna have a workout? You know, for uh for for our for our games, we'll have a workout. We're gonna we're gonna find a way to amp it up. But Oh, okay. Exciting. Before we get to that, how are you? Well, thanks for it. I overate. <laughs> oh. First My world problems. Made empanadas and uh oh. they were really good. And, oh. Um what kind? Oh, uh, they had basically like taco meat inside and um mm. the outside had this sort of like corn base and they were kind of crispy and uh, oh, and it was just really good. But I ate too many of them, like, and I and I knew it part way through. And now I'm a now my stomach's like a little bit tensed up, and um, I'm really sleepy. <laughs> oh man, go get some caffeine, man. Grab a cup of coffee or something. Oh no way, I won't sleep all night. Um, but anyway, uh, other than that, I'm I'm doing pretty okay. Um, I've got some some work drama but it's uh probably uh, gonna be fine um how about you i'm pretty good the uh the kickstarter is gonna be closing on thursday so by the time anyone hears this it uh will be done um and we Wonderful. we are if we're not there already we are like a hair's breadth from two hundred thousand dollars, I think. Um, I'm telling oh, you, products marketed towards GMs—that's the way to go. Two hundred thousand, two hundred three thousand five hundred fifty-one dollars, and four thousand seven hundred twenty-nine backers, and we've got thirty-nine nice. hours to go. That has been—it's been something else. We did our uh, our live stream today, and the destination that we built was a camp in an extra planar environment with an item as the danger. And it was bizarre. <laughs> so if anyone wants... Yeah, that sounds like our last campaign. Yeah, yeah, it uh, it really was. In fact... Uh, we were essentially in an extra planar dimension searching for a super powerful magical item. Yeah. And, and we stayed at... Well, it was like a ship, but it felt like an encampment. Yeah. I mean, there there were it's it was a really crazy uh, kind of thing just just because the extra planar environment chapter I did mm. is meant to encompass like all of the different kinds of planes. So everything is kept pretty general. And and it was it was a very interesting creative challenge to be able to. Um, kind of make something that could still give you some interesting jumping off points while still being able to kind of encompass all that different stuff like the plane of water or the plane of dreams or, you know, all these different things. Um, so it, it was it was very interesting. And uh, even our uh, our CEO when I had told him what we were going to be doing, he he told me later that he was like, when you told me, I was like, I don't know. This sounds like it could be. I don't know. And at the end of it, he was like, you're right. It was great. I was like, yeah. So that was cool. 
Uh, good on you. It's starting to feel like kind of uh, vindicating. Yeah, yeah. It was it was good. Um, it's it's making me making me feel like I maybe know what I'm doing. <laughs> what? So, so you got to knock off that thinking right now. Yeah, I know. I know. I know your place. <laughs> I I I really I really have got to. Um, but no, thing, things are, things are going well. Um, my, my wife had some medical stuff go on recently and that was a little bit of a freak out, but she's fine. She got in to the doctor again yeah. today yeah. and she's got, um, she's got some good next steps to, uh, to, that we can kind of take action on. And we've got kind of a, um, you know, a, a bit of a course set. So that's always nice. You know, when, when medical stuff happens, at least at first, it's always, it's always crazy. You're always, you know, your imagination can run away with you and you get all sorts of crazy ideas. And, um, yeah, definitely start creating scenarios. It It's worse with us because we always create scenarios. So we're good at it. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, oh and man, then, uh, how could I we make, make this it worse work? in real life? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, uh, it's, it's better now. And, uh, so that, that's something interesting that happened to, well, not directly to me, but adjacent to me recently. But other than that, things are, uh, pretty chill, just kind of waiting for the Kickstarter to wind down. And, um, I got to, I got to run our second session of Curse of Strahd last night for you guys. Yeah. And that was fun. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't get to any encounters. I thought, no. I, I honest to goodness thought we might, um, but mm-hmm. it just it didn't go that way, and that happens sometimes. Um, but all the same, I yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't bad by any means. I mean, it you know it's in fact I think just about everybody else at that table was like. Oh, man, I sure love it when there's no combat. I'm like, are we playing the right game? <laughs> yeah, because you know, I yeah, because I'm like, you guys just like not like fighting, but it's uh, it was, you know, you're, you're always very good at the characterization. You got a couple of comments on uh, your old woman voice oh. and, and how strong that was. And so you would make a great old lady, you know, if uh <laughs> If uh, this whole, uh, you know, the dynamic dungeons uh, or (laughs) dangerous destinations, one of those D&D. It's it's a mouthful. Um, You know, don't work out. You can always be an old woman. There you there you go. You know, and that's that's always been in my back pocket for uh, for careers. You know, if if this doesn't work out, I'll uh, I'll go the geriatric route and, um, you know, some shells. Yeah. And, and I can learn from my, my mother-in-law. She's very good. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, good. I've got, I've get, it's good to have options, right? Yeah. We can play D and D then right after we can play bridge. That's right. How are you doing, Janet? Oh, <laughs> I'm doing well, Rita. Uh, oh my God. That's like, it's maybe a little too good. <laughs> it, it's never too good. Mm-mm. What? I don't even. Well, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> we gotta gotta bring the tone uh so i guess um we could jump 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 in okay yeah we wow we didn't lollygag for too much no gags were lollied at all um (laughs) so (laughs) 
What I thought we could talk about tonight would be ways that we can enhance our games, like supplements, additional uh, additional materials, additional features that we like okay. to incorporate. Um, like, okay. are there are there any particular like tools or um, programs mm. or yeah. websites, stuff like that, that you like to use that you feel help you run a better game or maybe when you're playing, help you play a better game. Right. So like a game master's toolbox, basically. Right. Um, yeah. Or, um, yeah. There's a, there's quite a lot that we've actually talked about in the past. Sure. Um, so maybe some of this will be review, but ultimately, um, yeah, I think it'll be really good stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. so. So to start off with me, uh, one of my favorite things, and this is D&D specific, but one of my favorite things is Cobalt Fight Club. Oh, yeah, that's uh, a great this is one. A website that balances encounters for you. It's even kind of useful up till level 11. Yeah. Once when, you start getting into those higher, <laughs> higher levels, you know, especially past the second down. half, because there are so many possibilities for like power combinations and synergies and stuff where yeah especially if you're particularly clever you can come up with things that will just annihilate stuff or on the flip side there are some monsters and things that if you play them really well have some capabilities that will just smash parties that you know by the numbers maybe shouldn't have a rough yeah. time with it um so it's not find that it's not perfect the, but the, it's super helpful the concept of death saves makes players nigh invulnerable and it is it's really the saving grace otherwise it would be a lot easier to balance uh, these encounters, but on the other hand, you'd have a lot more player deaths. Yeah, so, it gives it gives some it gives some wiggle room for sure. So I, I popped open the the dungeon master's guide again to like kind of figure out how to do it by hand, and I, I got like kind of frustrated halfway through, and I was like, okay, back to Fight Club. Yep, because uh, it really just makes things a lot easier to to understand. I mean, I don't even use experience based experience points like as a reward very often yeah but uh some players really like it so some prefer you do it that way i've been we've built both been doing milestone xp since like forever it's just so much simpler it is simpler but you still need to understand how the experience system works to a degree in order to help balance your your uh encounter at Mm. least as far as like a straight fight goes yeah so I find that very useful. It's particularly useful at early levels. Mm-hmm. So that's one for me. Do you want to take one? And then maybe we can kind of like ping pong back and forth. Sure. Um, I I think that something that has been massively helpful to me as almost as a resource hub has been Reddit. Um, oh, sure. Reddit has been absolutely incredible to the point where I wish that I had really kind of cottoned on to how useful it can be much sooner than I have uh, recently. But I've been using it for uh, Curse of Strahd and the the subreddit r slash Curse of Strahd has been it is an unbelievable resource and a compilation of the talents of a whole bunch 
of incredibly skilled, uh, very talented GMs who write up guides and um, additional material and all kinds of like just different um, approaches to things and uh, ways you can steer the game compared to how the module says to do it and ways to enhance characters and fights and scenes and all this stuff. People will, will make graphic elements. Um, people will post music or uh, playlist suggestions, or sometimes people just uh, write up um, what their session experiences were and all these different things that you can draw tons of knowledge from. And the way subreddits are and how kind of um, uh, how many different subreddits there are, the chance that you can find a subreddit that fits pretty specifically to the kind of thing you're running is very high. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a Storm King's Thunder subreddit that has all the same kind of stuff or I you know, I did go out and yeah, there's definitely Reddit. Uh, there's definitely a lot of YouTube videos, yep. um, even podcasts. Like I definitely looked out to see what there was before I started running. Mm-hmm. Because when you pick up these books, they can be pretty overwhelming. Yeah, they can be pretty daunting. They usually tell you to read the whole thing cover to cover before you start. Yep, And it can be a lot. And and I learned pretty quickly with Storm Kings that. I probably didn't need to read everything beforehand because so much of the book is here's a little information about every town you could possibly encounter in the North. Mm. And I was just like, well, that seems superfluous. Um, okay. And like right away, some of the pieces of advice were like skip chapter one. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things that makes, that makes Reddit so good because I still did it though. Because Curse of Strahd is like the opposite, where like reading through this was felt pretty darn necessary because there are only there are a few major locations, but the order in which you kind of hit them, at least up until a certain point, is pretty important. And it's also it can be a brutal. Uh, kind of campaign and it's the kind of place where players can go places that they maybe are well definitely not ready for um yeah so it kind of helps you both understand the story of why things are kind of the way they are and how they're all interconnected um and it also gives you this practical understanding of like okay you know, if they are heading in this direction, know that they're going to be in for a rough time. So then, you know, like, oh, maybe I should steer them in a different direction or at least throw some hints and things like that. And then in your case with Storm Kings, you know, you get people who are like, skip chapter one. You don't need that. This is the stuff you need. And the subreddits have this great way of being able to kind of tailor information to you and you'll have all these people that have this expert understanding of this specific thing and you get to take advantage of it and it's at least, at least they think they're experts <laughs> well sure you know because who on reddit isn't it, it, it it's reddit so 
um, you know, they'll, they'll always say so-and-so here, you know, to show their credentials. It's like, well, how do we know? Sure. But anyway, um, but yeah, it's usually pretty good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we're going to use something a little bit more broad brushed like that, then I would definitely reference YouTube. Yeah. Um, YouTube is tremendously useful, uh, for, um, researching music is huge. Oh yeah. Able, you know, if you don't want to buy an album, you can usually find something posted. Um, yeah. at least if it's like a soundtrack to something. And mm-hmm. I use a lot of video game soundtracks and, and film soundtracks and, and that's very good. Uh, I watch a lot of, uh, VODs for, um, you know, how to be a good dungeon masters, yep. you know, um, do you have like, any uh, specific channels that yeah, you lean there's into? Like Matthew, Matthew Coville's really good. There's mm-hmm. how to be a great jam with guy. Um, I do watch dungeon dudes, although that one is more like, just like kind of brain candy. Yeah. Like it has like tier lists and stuff, but I'm kind of a sucker for that kind of thing. Yeah. They, they <laughs> like to talk strategy and, um, different character builds and things like that. Yeah. And that's, that's really fun. Of course, uh, there's this guy named AJ, AJ Pickett. <laughs> he, uh, he's all right. Yeah. He's okay. Yeah. Uh, no, but he's, uh, he's fantastic and he, he makes some, some great lore. There's other lore channels, but to be honest, his is probably my favorite. Um, so there, uh, there's just a, a ton of stuff. Oh, um, and if, heck, heck there's even little ads for, uh, you know, products, but yeah. yeah. No. Well, I mean, I was just going to say if, uh, if this is the first time anyone is, uh, listening to this show, uh, our previous episode was yeah. us talking with AJ Pickett. Um, so the, once, the, yep, the mighty glue stick. So yeah. check out his channel on, on YouTube if you haven't yet, because it's, it's pretty amazing. If you want to learn about uh, lore of these creatures, uh, you know, because I, I don't have all the books that he has, uh, but he read them. Yeah. And so I can benefit from that, um, which is wonderful. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, YouTube is is definitely up there. Um, big, big fan. YouTube is very good. Um, let's see. Are there any, uh, like maybe, uh, like physical tools you find oh, yourself okay. in, enjoying to use? I really like, uh, books. Um, I don't know if that's exactly what you mean by a physical tool. Like, I feel like, well, I mean, uh, you mean for uh, like almost like a more physical game. I I mean, like apart from the the actual books like themselves, websites. I'm thinking things like um, well, sure, like, I mean, like I spell use cards. books outside of D and D. Oh yeah, that, oh okay, that's yeah. true. You know, that's something we we've talked about a few times on various episodes of this of the show. Uh, I find that books about about writing to be quite useful. Mm-hmm. Um, I recommend uh, The Hero's Journey by Joseph Campbell. Mm. I recommend The Art of Dramatic Light, Writing by Laos Egri. Um, dialogue by Robert McKee. Uh, creating Character Arcs by Cam Wyland. Uh, there's a lot of really uh, good stuff out there oh, that yeah. will help you understand these these different aspects. Now, whether or not I always implement them right sure <laughs> that's that could be different you know it's all but, about you know at ideas. least theoretically yeah yeah and it, it it definitely greases those wheels um i'm teaching the art of war to my students i've taught uh out of the prince by machiavelli mm-hmm. um i teach uh, government and economics so these are these are things that definitely pertain to, to world building so mm-hmm. there's always 
uh, things that are outside of the immediate tool set that aren't related to D&D at all or role-playing, and they're not even considerations, uh, but they're tremendously helpful if you find the right way. I mean, heck, uh, Spike sent me a, a website the other day that was showing like how locks worked in ancient Greece, you know? Oh my goodness. Um, you know, and it's little pieces of research like that. They can add a lot of flavor um, to your campaign and make it feel alive and, and credible. Yeah. So, that's, that's a great idea. Are good. Yeah. And you know, just in general, looking at history and um, the different things that we can, well, there's so many ways that. you can pull in other interests. Yeah. There really you know, are. We have a, we have someone we played with, plays with that we do play with who is a chemist you know and so he could bring a lot of that um i used to play with a guy who was a paleontologist mm-hmm. so of course we dealt with dinosaurs all the time <laughs> right and that was uh that was pretty fun when we when we played with him you know whatever your skill set is there's probably some piece of it you could probably bring to this hobby right i would totally agree with that um yeah that's that's a that's a really great point just that you can e- even things that may not seem like they directly apply. Um, it's, you know, give it a second, think about it and you can probably find a way where it, uh, where it can apply. Um, all right. Well, what's another tool for you? Um, well, let's see. I, I like to use, um, Google docs and, uh, you can also use Dropbox, uh, to do oh, sure. to do a lot of things, different uh, different sorts of uh, software packages, and what's nice with with Google Drive and Dropbox to at least a small extent is that you can use them for free. Um, and Google Drive is a nice way, uh, especially with Google Docs specifically, where you can. Uh, it's nice for doing write ups. And kind of having all your GM notes right there um, and also being able to make things to be able to share with people. You can easily uh, get a share link. The forms are really good, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, to do like those player contracts in the beginning or to just kind of gauge where everybody's at. Yeah. And, and get their feedback. So that's quite good. So if if uh, if folks aren't familiar with Google Forms, it's basically uh, a way to make like surveys and polls. Um, so it's, yep. yeah, it's really, really handy for that. Um, so we had just finished a big chapter in, in my long running campaign. It's been going on for what, like almost a year now, maybe a year. Right. And, uh, I, you know, we just hit this big chapter. I think everybody hit level 12 and I was just kind of like, all right, you know, tell me where you're at, you know, whether what's working for you, what's not working for you. Yeah. And I, and I tried to to come up with something that I thought would appeal to everyone um, going into the next chapter. I don't think I accomplished it, but I, you know, <laughs> at least the tool was there to, to help me get started. No, I think it, it was a really terrific idea. And especially with these long running campaigns, it's it's one of the one of the most fun things about an RPG campaign usually is that they can kind of take on a life of their own and go in directions that you didn't anticipate and things like that. But that also comes with this side thing. I don't even necessarily want to call it an issue, but um, something where it might feel like, you know, okay, have we 
kind of lost our way or, you know, is this still doing it for everyone? Do we need to kind of refocus or, um, you know, is, is there more of something that you guys would like? Is there less of something you guys would like? Um, that kind of thing. And it's, it's a great way to handle that. Yeah. So we had the very least ask the question. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, definitely agree with that. I also use Adobe products, uh, pretty often. Of course, those are paid. Yeah. Um, but if you have them because you use them for other things like Mm -hmm. work, it's a great option. I, I actually got, uh, Oh, and this brings up another one. I use it incarnate incarnate. uh, very good. Uh, I use it to create maps and battle maps and that kind of thing. And then I, after I made my map, I then brought it into Photoshop um, to jazz it up a little bit further. And so I have the same map at night, the same map during the day and lit the same map at night and lit. Right. And I was able to like add some blur to like the background to make it feel like it was further away. And, uh, yeah, so it was it was really cool to do that. Of I've had to use Premiere before <laughs> too mm-hmm. uh, for the animated maps. Um, so there's a there's a lot of ways to just even use unrelated tools. I mean, you see people on um, on like Facebook or or on you know various D and D groups or uh, you know making videos where they're like, check out this D and D table I made. It's because they're you know oh a, yeah like a carpenter of some kind and they can do that. And that's fantastic. Hey, I make stuff out of resin and I made a dice thing. Like, I don't know. That's all. That's all awesome. You know? Yep. Um, heck, and if 3D you 3D printers, <laughs> you could make stuff. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. If you know, if we ever get to play in person games ever again, um, you know, tell me somebody who doesn't like showing up at a game where there's a bunch of awesome food. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, that used to be my payment for being the DM, right? Like, oh, yeah. Okay. If I'm running the game, I don't buy pizza. Right. <laughs> right. Know, and, gonna... and if somebody can bake, oh, oh. oh, hell yeah. You know, it's goodbye diet. Bye bye. Bye bye. You know, when we, when Game of Thrones was good, um, you know, during one of those last seasons, but not the very last one. Mm-hmm. Um, every week my wife was making something off of the, this website that had game of Thrones recipes. Yeah. Um, and that was really fun. Uh, I got to eat some really delicious, fun stuff. It was the first time yeah. I ever had mold wine, which I enjoyed. Oh, quite a lot. I love it. That's because, super uh, good. George Martin is, uh, very particular in his descriptions of, of food that is on the table. He gets he gets right in there. The man loves yes, his food. He does. He does. He does. And with good reason. <laughs> um, oh man. So I'm hungry now. So food um, is an important part of DD. I highly recommend food as a tool. Yes. Food is good. Food is good. Um you mentioned the 3D printers uh briefly. I know a guy oh, who yeah. uses his all the time and he paints minis all the time um yeah. and that's really cool you could use uh printouts to make uh scenery uh one thing mm-hmm. that was very useful to me back in the fourth edition days was anything that could like indicate status effects oh yeah you used to yeah. take uh colored pipe cleaners and make them that's into rings. 
and people uh, could also use uh, the the rings that come off like uh, yeah, like bottles, like like milk jugs and stuff. Yeah, 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 stuff like that. Yeah, so you could say like, oh, blue means you're frozen. You know, yellow means you're slowed. Yep. You know, uh, and back then they, ha- you know, in fourth ed they had marking, and so that was the thing where you just needed a lot of ways to indicate what effects characters were undergoing because they were very prevalent in that game. Yeah. You did have a lot of them um, yeah. and they'd switch pretty often. Yeah, so um, being able to throw just a colored ring around your uh, character piece, your little miniature was, was pretty useful. Yeah. And now with um, there's been kind of a, kind of a renaissance in terms of just crafty people doing uh, who are very enterprising, mm-hmm. making really awesome specialized stuff and um, everybody's locked inside there and time to fiddle yeah and opening uh etsy shops so you can go on etsy and if you're willing to pay you know sometimes just a couple bucks sometimes you know more sometimes a lot more um you can find things that are really incredible from like uh, resource trackers. I've seen like uh, like wooden trackers just for tracking bardic inspiration mm-hmm. um, or spells or uh, hit points and things like that. You can find dice towers. You can find like custom made uh, character journals with like, you know, hand bound paper and like embossed leather and all this cool stuff. Um, I've seen, uh, health potions where the bottle is like a, an actual clear glass bottle. And it's like half filled with this transparent red, uh, like resin that right. has hardened. And then on top of it, they drop in the appropriate amount of dice. So if it's like, um, if it's a normal standard health potion, it's got, two D fours inside it. And then there's like a cork sealed into it. And then anytime you need a regular health potion, you literally pick up your regular health potion and give it a shake and boom, you've got your result and they make bigger health potions for the bigger health potions. So like they've got the superior one and it's got like a freaking boatload of dice in there (laughs) and, you know, shake the thing up. Well, and the other just, nice thing about that is that the GM can hand them out and then take them back because yeah. kind of like inspiration points, you don't really necessarily remember who has what. And yep. I'm pretty sure I've had players use inspiration points they didn't have um, a few <laughs> times. And it was never me. Uh, yeah, good, good. Uh, I, I've <laughs> always just been, been like inspiration point. I'm like, mm, do you have one? And I don't, I just don't look, but. I go, whatever. Good if to they, know. If Good they to really know. want it, they can, <laughs> they at least will remember for an hour that they don't have one. Um, sure. But, uh, well, well, and to that end, you know, having anything that you could hand a person and that they have to hand back to you as yep. a resource could, could be useful, especially at a physical game. I mean, I've been using Roll20 for so long now. I just, I almost forget how to do any of these things. And yeah, it, it was, it was been really fun getting back in. One thing I used to use back in the old college days was um these sort of uh, uh they, like folders but not not, not like mm-hmm. a folder but they were these like books with like uh the transparent sleeves 
in them. Oh, kind of like, uh, oh my goodness. You know, they're like little office portfolios, basically. Yeah, you have uh, like binder inserts. Yeah, they're, that, they're basically uh, supposed to be for your like business plan. <laughs> yeah, whatever. it's like it's like uh, almost like the sleeves that you'd get for trading cards where you'd get like a three by three. Yeah, but it's sheet, just one. But it's just one fits an eight and a half by 11. Yeah. So I. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would put my character stuff in there. What whenever I would get to play, sometimes I would print out all of the relevant pages that pertain to my character like various combat mm. rules or, or class features or spells and i would and i would put them all in one place so i was yep. only bringing that with me i had spare character sheets in it because as we said before you know they would you'd kind of wear deteriorate the paper down. yeah they deteriorate and you had to like replace them um it, What's you know, you nice? Could, you could use like wet erase on the plastic itself. That's and, what I was just is thinking. That what you about to say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that was really nice for uh, preserving things, and um, especially if you had stuff you were changing very frequently, like hit points. You know, you could you could very easily use like a red marker um, to make it real easy to see at a glance, and uh, you know, you could even like take notes. Um, yeah, so those were, oh my goodness, those were super, super handy. And it sure beat lugging around all the books, although maybe there's something to that too, you know, but it used to be, you'd beat up your book pretty bad. I remember those, uh, third edition books coming apart pretty oh, easily. Man. Yeah. I mean, we use the heck out of those things. So, and I, I don't think the fifth ed books are made any better. I think they just, mine don't go anywhere. <laughs> they stay <laughs> on my shelf, uh, you know, they, they, they I, move about the house, but they don't go much anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. There, I'll tell you, I think I would be actually interested to see um, how the how the advent of playing online has impacted uh the sales of like replacements where yeah, maybe, <laughs> you know, if. Because, yeah, like most people that were playing 3.5 had, you know, I've seen so many people with player's handbooks that had fallen apart because you just use the heck out of those things. Um, yeah, some people would replace the binding or, or whatever and yeah. or turn it into like a three, like not a three ring, but like a spiral bound. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, you can to, take it to Staples and, and have, have them bind them it that way. For you. Yeah. Yeah, I used yeah. to go to oh man, I used to go to like Office Max all the time for various little knickknacks like that. Make I used to make my own spell cards mm-hmm. because if you do play in person, then boy oh boy, spell cards are awesome. They're Dude, so good. E- even when you're playing virtually, just having these little boiled down versions of your spells to help you stay organized and uh, just so you, you can kind of right know what hand. they do at a fly. Yeah, exactly. Those are really good. I used to, of course, use the power cards from from Fourth Ed. Yeah. Uh, in fact, they they had it on the official website where you could print out your your ability cards. Oh because yeah. Because pretty much everyone had to have them. Yeah, you do that on like a like a nice sheet of cardstock, and like those things would last. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And and uh, at a certain point, you even replaced them. Yeah. Um, with higher level stuff and. Yeah, I used to enjoy feeling like I had all my powers literally in my hand, right? You know, made me feel like I was a real spellcaster. 
yeah. in a way, which was kind of kind of fun. There's a uh, there's a I forget if it's um, there was a Kickstarter project. Uh, I think it was called the Deck of Many, uh, or maybe that's the maybe that's the company. But they actually have a they make a special like super fancy deck of spell cards where the backs of these cards are actually like animated holographs that show the spell effect where if you like if you like move the card you can see a fireball like race across the card it's freaking rad um so if anyone's looking for like something cool like that it's pretty darn neat and i think they've done a few uh a few different sets so they have um a couple different series of these cards with basically um, animations on the back and then the spell description on the, on the front. Um, so those are really cool. Uh, any card decks as, uh, as tools are something that um, are relatively easy to produce for, um, for different companies. So you can, if you look around, you can definitely find them. I I know we have some at Nord, um, but we you know, are that buying. That gives me an idea. I'm sorry to interrupt. I just sure just popped into my head, and I have to get it out, otherwise it's going to hurt. Um, but like having like a little reference card that has like a single rule on it for mm. new players, I think that would be a good idea. Like how to attack, and like you know, the next time your player like just is having a hard time, just hand them the card, and then That's when they're a- done with it, they can hand it back to you. Wow. Okay. I, I will put that in my pocket. That's because <laughs> yeah. I, I really dig that. That's, that's a good idea. Wow. Yeah. There you go. There, there, there we go. Him, someone steal that, you know, or don't. There don't you know. go. Um, there's also weird dice out there that I really enjoy. Um, oh, weird dice are fun. Weird dice. Uh, you can get them from anywhere, but, uh, I have, I'm holding one right now. It's a, it's a, tw- a D12, but uh, instead of having numbers on the sides, it uh, has different body parts. And no, these aren't, aren't sex dice. Uh, oh, those are somewhere else. But, um, oh, the, but it says like right arm, left foot, full body, yeah. chest, um, head, whatever. And so like if you're a character, if you have like injury in your system. There you go. You know, that could be a, a fun thing to, to roll. Um, I've, I've seen dice that just have arrows if in case you want to do like a directional yep. die. If if you don't have anything like that, then what I would recommend is probably using a D10. And then I just think of like the, your telephone pad and yep. uh, and then I go in that direction. Yep. Uh, but I've, that's pretty useful. I have another one. I don't even know what this is from, but uh, one side says nice. One says naughty. One says try go. again. One says coal. So this is from... Some kind of Christmas thing. Oh, but, yeah. But I assume <laughs> cool. that uh, that's, that's freaking terrific. You know, any um, way to create physical randomization seems fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I've got a couple uh, that I picked up at a convention that were um, character creation dice, where one die is all the different races one die is all the classes. One mm-hmm. die is all the alignments. Um, just roll up and, your character literally. Yeah, and you literally just throw the dice and boom, there's your character. There you go. I and want that. Uh, I want to do that. Yeah, they're they're pretty neat. Um, 
I before I forget also uh, back to like print shops. If you're thinking about like Staples or Office Max or um, any of those, like m- maybe you have a, a a friendly local print store. Uh, That'd probably be which, in in which case, like if if you do have one, and you probably do, though you yeah you might not do. know about it. Um, make friends with them and, uh, you can go down there and get, um, have them help you print like poster maps. So if you, uh, if you find like a really nice high res picture online of a battle map, sometimes you can find them free. Um, take that down to the print shop and print yourself like, you know, a full poster size battle map that you can put on your table or um, even like if you're playing something I find lots like of excuse to keep fighting there. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, you can uh, also use it for, for um, different references. Like if you're, if you play forgotten realms a lot and you want to help yourself kind of remember the geography and uh, also have something nice on your wall, you could print the, the forgotten realms map, the whole world and, print it nice and big. You can even frame it and put it on your wall. Um, That'd be awesome. Yeah. Have something cool to look at. You, you can know, that, even on book comes with a map inside of it. And I love that. Oh, um, those are so cool. I wish that the other books had that. That would be really cool. I, yeah. I definitely, by the way, when it comes to like supplemental material like that, I definitely prefer the books that provide settings and ideas as mm-hmm. opposed to direct adventures. Mm. Um, because I want to make the world right. And that's the fun part for me. And I'm not going to say they're objectively better because it's whatever. It's just my preference, but right. Um, definitely I'll, I've been loving reading through Theros. I want to run Theros and, uh, I've enjoyed reading through Eberron and some of these other things and, uh, more, more so than I've enjoyed reading like storm Kings. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I do, I do like storm Kings. But I almost just want to adapt it in the future for like a different scenario. Yeah, I mean, the the adventure paths and that sort of thing. Um, I mean, there frankly, there are just some people who don't have the same creative bug. Um, so, I mean, you know, it, it's definitely a different strokes for different folks kind of situation. But um, yeah, like the the settings, uh, the setting books are are really cool and um like that that's something i've been really enjoying about strahd because it actually feels like it's right smack in the middle like it is this adventure path but it's not super linear so you you also get this kind of um like you're getting the whole setting of barovia and you can kind of mix and match how everything goes together however you want which is pretty neat. Um, but yeah, like I'm the amount of settings and adventures that are out there is just like, it's staggering. Um, and there's, it's very, I'll, I'll say this. I think it's very easy to, especially if you're new to the hobby to stick to the first party content. So like in our case, like just the stuff that wizards of the coast puts out, for D and D fifth ed. Um, oh, but, come on. The stuff third party companies makes always sucks. 
Oh, all always. <laughs> um, so kidding. Oh no, no, no. I, I know. <laughs> um, but there, you know, for folks who might not know, there are other companies who make a bunch of materials, books, cards, um, other utilities and all kinds of things like that. Uh, adventures, supplemental material like settings that are working under the uh, under the Wizards of the Coast uh, OGL or the open gaming license where basically they've laid down guidelines where they basically have said, if you follow these uh, these rules, you can make and sell products that are made to basically play nicely with D&D. Or, you know, there there are things out there, I think, for Call of Cthulhu, although Cthulhu is, um, is now uh, public domain because the Lovecraft IP is so old. Um, but you've also got companies like White Wolf or different Steve Jackson games and stuff like that, where maybe there are third-party things for them as well. But all that to say, poke around and see what, uh, what other things are out there for your hobby. Um, I, I know there's obviously Nord games who I work with, but there's also, um, awesome folks like, uh, like Cobalt press, uh, Wolfgang Bauer and all his guys. There's, um, all the guys over at Monty cook, games although they are making their own systems you've got uh frog god games and a a whole slew of others um so poke around and check out those things too a lot of times you can find um like free samples and stuff um so open yourself up to uh checking out third-party things too i mean granted this is all you know not all this stuff is free. So, you know, your your own budget comes into play with this. But there are also free alternatives. I know for uh, Nord, we have several of our products uh, on our website have free samples. I know like Spectacular Settlements, if you go to Nord's website, which is nordgamesllc.com, you can find the samples for uh, Spectacular Settlements, Treacherous Traps, um, and I think several others, like our Ultimate Bestiaries, like uh, Revenge of the Horde and the Dreaded Accursed um, for like Goblins and stuff and Undead, respectively. Uh, you can find free samples of those where you'll basically get to see like a, a chapter or two out of the books and you can play with it completely free. Um, and then there are also things like, uh, in the vein of Reddit, there are also like discord communities and Facebook communities. The, the Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition Facebook group is packed with people exchanging really, really, really cool ideas. Usually, usually well, cool ideas. Sure. <laughs> you know, there's also a bunch of memes and stuff like that. And, you know, it's. It is a Facebook group after all, you know, it you can is. only expect so much, but sometimes certain posts get through and you're just like, Hmm, <laughs> that's a, that's a thing. Someone spent Thought. time on that. They'll never get back. Yeah. Um, but, so anyway, um, I do. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of spectacular settlements, of course. And, and, uh, love you, you know, as long as, 
and, and here's my thing, you know, and this is something I've harped on in the past. Like a lot of companies are really good at marketing to players because there's more players than GMs, right? Sure. But I really, you know, as someone who GMs all the time and basically buys everything that is useful, you know, I definitely like it when something for me comes out that mm-hmm. makes my life either more fun or um, or easier, right? right? Or, or preferably both, right? Like ro- rolling up a settlement is is both useful as well as a good time, right? Like nice. it's a fun, creative exercise. And, uh, you know, I, when I look at a book like, like Theros again, you know, they're like, here's a bunch of tools to add to your toolbox. And here's some setting yep. stuff that you could use, but we're not going to tell you what to do. Right. And, and I definitely dig that because then I still feel like I have a lot of creative control. Um, but I also have help. Yeah. And you know, what's more, Apart from just creative control, you you feel like you get a lot of bang for your buck. It's like it's like when you get a video game that has a lot of replay value. You know, when you have something that you can potentially and easily use over and over that I like high that replay you, value. Yeah, you get more value out of the product versus something where especially if it's like a very narrow specific kind of adventure. Usually once you've done it once, maybe twice, you know, doubtful that you'll go back to it again. This, unless this maybe is you have a- where, where like the complete series in, in third edition left me a little wanting mm. most of the time. They were fun to look through and imagine like different character builds you could do, but most of them were like not viable. <laughs> yeah and then like that was pretty much the whole book and it would give you some advice on like what to do or how to make your character but Mm. when i compare it to a lot of the the new supplemental stuff like tasha's or or xanathar's to me they really just pale in comparison yeah because you still have some of that fun stuff up front but there's also like here's some useful tables to do downtime here's some useful tables to make sidekicks here's some useful tables to do to make a stronghold, you know, whatever it is, like there's all of these great things out there um, where people have, where they've like expanded the rules. And in a lot of third party companies have done similar things. They're like, hey, what would ship combat look like? You know, uh, yeah. how can we do that according to the rules? I remember um, one third party product I bought back in third edition days was all about airships. Oh, that's cool. And I got that at a con and they ran it right there at the con and made like a quick campaign where everybody was on an airship and that's so neat. And that was pretty cool. Um, so, you know, things where the, maybe the game doesn't typically account for this, but you know, here you go. Yeah. Uh, more, even just stuff like, Hey, here's more magic items. You know, that's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. And there's, you know, there's no end to, um, you know, what if blank was in D and D like, if if you're looking for something specific, Google around a bit. You will probably find somebody who's made that thing. Now, that being said, check to see how reputable the source is that created it to see if, in fact, that thing is balanced, how well it works, if it's well thought out, um, because, you know, any Joe Schmo might try their hand at making a magic item. And then you look at it later and it's like, 
oh, this uh, wand says it can cast the wish spell at will. Uh, no, <laughs> you know, some some people might uh, just go a little nuts with uh, making their own magic items. So, you know, look at look at companies and individuals who have a good track record of uh, coming up with these kinds of things uh, reliably. And well, let, let me ask you another question, man. Let me just dive in sure. here. Um, you know, what are some like sort of knickknacky tools that you found, you know, things like kind of like the pipe cleaners, you know, mm. what are some, what are some things that like, you know, what the, uh, how do I put it? The sort of, um, the old wives cure. I don't know. Is that sexist now? Maybe I can't say that anymore, but, um, like, you know, sort of the home remedy of, of, mm. of improving this craft. So w- one that comes up, uh, in my mind are those little tables that would uh, come in your pizza. You know? Oh, yeah. And using those for like flying or yeah, uh, to show elevation. Yeah. You could use them also for like uh, if you're doing multiple floors in a building or that sort of thing. Um, yeah. You can make uh, scenery out of like paper cups and stuff like that was, oh, you know, yeah. it's just kind of fun. You know, and then you can you can have battle damage, knock down parts of it. Right? Totally. Like, I mean, you, well, hell, Legos cost you nothing. Yeah. Well, yeah, Lego, Legos are great. Legos will sure. freaking cost you an arm and a leg if you don't have them already. But if you have kids, yeah. it's a good excuse you gotta, you to air quotes, buy them Legos. <laughs> yeah, Timmy, <laughs> these are for you. By the way, dad will be Lint. right back. I got to go. I, I need to. <laughs> make sure these work <laughs> but i mean look like dixie cups are great little construction tools yeah that's true you know? also those kind of things can be uh really useful for you know for stuff like um like painting minis and that sort of stuff oh yeah absolutely um, you can use a use a cup or uh if you have more of a like a larger cone style bottle cap you can hot glue your mini's base to it and use it to kind of hold on to while you paint to, you know, keep your hands a little cleaner and have better manipulation of your minis. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did that for, for a while. Um, I know, uh, let's see what else is out there. I remember when I, when I was doing mini painting, I got, I think it was at Joanne fabrics. They had a, it was a tray that I think was built to hold maybe like spools, like thread spools or something. Um, But it had these like kind of cone-shaped indentations, and it worked perfectly for holding my paints upside down, capped down, so I could see all all the colored bottles in, I could organize them in nice rows. It even had um, like legs on one end so you could sort of prop it up at an angle. And it made accessing the paints and storing them really, really nice. And it was like maybe five or 10 bucks. Very uh, cool. Very, very cool. Uh, you know, sometimes so, when you go to the like hobby shops or whatever for mm-hmm. like your, your local game store, sometimes they have like non gamer made stuff. Oh yeah, they sell because they find it useful. Like uh, the carrier I have for my minis is just a fishing tackle box. 
Yep. Yep. You know, and that's they were just selling it right there in the game store. They're like, this is what I use. It, it, so, thought because it, thought it just them. it just works. It just works. Yeah. There's um, you know, if if you go down the, uh, you know, repurposing things that may not have originally been intended. I mean, there's the classic crown Royal dice bag. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. You know, I, in fact, I think you I, can I, actually I like to think that is the intent, you know, <laughs> at this point, I mean, um, they have to know. <laughs> I think, I think actually, I know we did. I don't know if we still do, but Nord literally had a bunch of crown royal dice bags on its website you could just get them like i i don't know if we sold them or just threw them in to uh like right, bundles like this, or something get a bag. yeah that sort of thing but that's that's an old how much classic. whiskey are you guys drinking <laughs> right i don't i don't know where where these all came from i think they were flat packed like i think like years and years and years ago like someone just came into an actual like you guys are just taking advantage of canadian <laughs> kindness maybe i mean it's easy to take advantage of right it's true um so there there are definitely those let's see um i mean even is things- it impossible to afford a large mini never fear use <laughs> Random crap around your house. <laughs> Random crap around uh, your and house. I put like, uh, you know, I wanted to throw a big dragon at you guys. I couldn't afford one. Yeah. Back in college. So I, you know, I had a two liter Pepsi bottle. Boom. <laughs> this is the dragon. Boom. Here it is. It's the right amount of squares. Don't tell me that you're, that you can't use your imagination now. <laughs> We've been um, at this how long? Um, And let's see there. Oh. I just I just had something. Oh, like you could even use um, like Amazon boxes. Like most people are using Amazon or services like it so frequently now that people mm-hmm. are, you're constantly getting boxes all the time. Um, so box you can for it. box for it. Totally. <laughs> um, also, if you're somebody who has board games, if you really uh need to get your hands on some extra dice you could always dig into right your old board games and sometimes kinda, they have other pieces too like the hourglass or pawns or oh, cards totally that's Spinners. a that's a terrific idea especially for things like minis or markers um you can find all kinds of things like that in other board games um you could even go to uh websites like uh, the 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 game crafter where they sell um pretty darn cheap all kinds of game components and you can get them in bulk and they're typically used for game prototyping like uh like we would do at nord if we were to try to make a board game and try to do testing we could buy like a bag of full of pawns or meeples or like little wood squares or all kinds of stuff. And you could get them for like, like pennies a piece oh, kind yeah. of stuff. So um, even like There's, little you tiddly winks and poker chips. Yeah. yeah so these the, are great things to hand to players too, for various needs. Absolutely. And if, if you go to like, uh, like target or something, you can, you can usually find like, like poker sets, that have like tons of chips and like the nice 
chunky kind of hearty poker chips for like 10, 20 bucks, maybe. Um, also something else to, um, think about if you are somebody who hasn't really, uh, I, it's hard for me to imagine nowadays, but somebody who hasn't ventured into virtual tabletops, um, some of the big ones out there now are, uh, you've got roll 20, obviously that's a problem. I would wager to say is maybe the most popular one right now, although there are some uh, major competitors coming out That's what now. I use. Right. And there's uh, there's also, I think, Foundry is a big one. Astral is another one. And uh, one that Nord is going to be uh, working with that's going to be new. It's called Shard. Um, and I think, I think the company is made of like a a bunch of like ex Microsoft guys or something. So like people with some serious uh, computer engineering experience. Um, so look around for those. There are some services that are free. There's some that are paid. Um, Roll20 is no exception. Um, there are also some other programs that are really cool. Like I've just recently uh, been using Sirenscape for the Curse of Strahd game. Um, That's added a lot. That's been really fun to use. You, you liked it? Oh, yeah. That, it really creates a lot of ambience um, without having to, like, go get separate soundtrack pieces and put them, like, into your VTT or whatever or queue them up. Like, you you have access to that whole library. And it's a and, huge library. And that seems like a big money saver in the long run. Yeah. It is. I mean, if you're if you going out that effect buying soundtracks and things like that, I mean, music can holy moly, I can take you to the cleaners. Um, and if you're a little tight on cash, um, buying music can can add up pretty quick. But Sirenscape, I think I think it's like maybe 15 bucks a month or so for their big uh, membership and you get access to libraries of, I kid you not, probably tens of thousands of of like one shot sound effects, uh, like like a single thing, like a sword strike or something where it just plays once and it's done or uh, looping sound effects or looping music tracks. Um, And you can basically set up these big soundboards and make preset uh, arrangements that are called moods. Uh, so like for Strahd, I've got one that's uh, called Roaming Barovia. And I just click it and it plays like um, some like crows and ravens, as well as some forest uh, ambiance, some uh, like footstep sounds and all these different different things that you can even vary the sound level to make sure certain things are louder or softer. Um, and if you get the big membership with Sirenscape, it gives you access to their online player, which I've been using heavily because all you need, the person that has a subscription can run the board and they can send an invite link to anyone who's playing to use the online player so they can hear everything and they don't have to pay for anything. 
Um, so you yeah, could that even it's really nice. It, oh, it's it's been very, very cool. And then it's not necessarily bogging down your roll 20 in your browser, which can sometimes be easy to do to a on lot. Yeah. How got a lot By the way, there's a lot of other like little random sites that, that I do yep. find useful. Such uh, there's as this, the token stamp generator. Oh yeah. What's the, uh, uh I'm going to, I'll find yeah. the website for it. Yeah. Look that up. Um, there's a name generator website that I use a lot. If you just do like, it's like, if you just Google fantasy name generator, it's like the first thing that comes up right on. Um, that's always useful. Oh, uh, the, the token, uh, tool is rolladvantage.com yeah, and roll advantage is all one word rolladvantage.com slash token stamp. And, uh, that, you can just drag, excuse me, you can uh, drag an image straight into the browser window and put a token frame on it, give it a little bit of tint or a um, little bit of shadow and stuff. And there's a download button right on the side. And it just, you immediately. You will you get it immediately as soon as you yeah. load it up. You're just like, yep, I know what to do. Yep. And it's free, free, free. Actually, it looks like, um, oh, it's it's sponsored uh, the site is actually sponsored by Foundry uh, Virtual Tabletop. I didn't notice oh, this before, but it's right up in the corner. Oh, cool. Yeah, so those are a couple that I can think of. Um, and then there's, you know, there's there are a ton of uh, Patreons, uh, some of which can... Um, yeah, I definitely subscribe to one that does um, it's like Dynamic Dungeons. They do animated maps. Uh, I use neutral party because I kind of like the cartoony look. Yeah, but it's still it's still kind of nicey, nice looking. So I like neutral party. I would check that out if you're looking for maps. Uh, yep. But these days I've just been kind of using incarnate to to make maps and, and instead of trying to find something and then deciding that my campaign's now about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I, I can just decide like that's what I was definitely doing with dynamic dungeons. I'm like, OK, they have a tower here. So next chapter has a tower, right? Yeah, there's in fact, I know, built up this whole uh, dungeon using those animated towers he had and with all the different levels and then you guys oh, didn't go there. <laughs> oh, God, that I'm sorry. That's well, that wasn't so really your worse. fault. That's when our party split and oh. I had meant for one player to go to uh, Sterling Guard and for the rest of you to go to the tower. And then the other player didn't like that. And um, mm. you guys had more motivation to go to Sterling Guards. So I, I just I just misread what everyone was going to want. Oh, I and gotcha. So it's, it is really my fault. And, and it ended up working out fine. Yeah, there's so I can uh, just use that again for something else. It's I mean, that that's the that's the nature of GMing, right? You know, yeah, you just, is, you know. You'll you'll build stuff. Some of it'll get used. Some of it'll get ignored, and you'll cry yourself to sleep. You know, and tomorrow's another day. <laughs> tomorrow's another day. Um, That's right. There's there is one uh, Patreon that I did want to call out because this guy is freaking cool. He does a bunch of animated scenery. Um, well, he, he also does still art. Um, but his, uh, the Patreon page is just called James RPG art. Uh, so it's patreon.com slash J A M E S R P G A R T. 
Um, and he's got different tiers. So a dollar, two dollars, three dollars per creation for the still image, the animated image or behind the scenes. And obviously, if you go with the the three dollar, you also get the um, the lower level stuff, too. Uh, but he makes some of this gorgeous, gorgeous stuff that is not your typical battle map. Instead, it's like like uh, it's actual like like an animated scene. So you're seeing like flickering torches as you're looking up at a castle or something like that. And it can be really awesome for setting mood, especially if you put like sound behind it. Um, so definitely check him out. I know there's other ones like uh, like two minute tabletop is a big one. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, just look up RPG Patreons and I'm sure you'll find like yeah, there's a hundred. Um, but the resources out there are like freaking endless. Um, and there's a ton of free stuff, too. So definitely don't feel like if you're strapped for cash, which a ton of people are nowadays. Um, that's one of the things that I've loved most about Reddit is that people are very generous with sharing their time and their work. Um, yeah, like sharing ideas. Yeah. That's part of the reason why I also like to, you know, kind of dumpster dive and, and totally. sort of life hack to, to figure out interesting solutions to these problems. Cause yeah. You know, then then you also feel kind of MacGyvery, right? Yeah, <laughs> nice, you get you definitely get neat. some personal satisfaction out of it. You're like, I, you know, I made this, which is really cool. I can um, remember when we were in college; it was it was my freshman year, so I guess you hadn't gotten there yet. But, mm. um, I took this class that was just about design elements, and oh yeah, uh, we had to make this like um, set piece for like a fashion show. Oh, and, wow. I, and I wasn't in the fashion degree, you know, but I was like, I draw clothes all the time, you know, for sure. characters and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I, I went to Michael's and I spent a little bit, but mm. I definitely had to supplement. So I think the only thing I got from Michael's was like, like foam board. Mm. And uh, that was about it. And then I think it was like right after Halloween. And I noticed that our neighbor had thrown away a bunch of like, the um the, like spider webs like the cobweb yeah. um stuff so i stole that um i found some other pieces of of cardboard and other things and i made this like um old ghost ship nice and, where it had just like the ribs of the ship and and then i had this sort of old timey clothing that i was that i was uh showing off and the spider webs made for like clouds and stuff and that's um, cool it definitely like kind of stole the show for that class. It was it was pretty cool. Nice. And I remember the teacher asked me, you know, like, "Hey, where'd you where'd you get all this stuff?" I said, "The garbage." I literally went to the garbage can to get this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "That's great." Like, Bravo. He was, he was very happy about that. Um, yeah, I, um, <laughs> that was that, a good. Day. That's terrific. That's really cool. And you know, that's. That I think is, um, you know, that that sort of nature. I think it was actually in display at the school for a little while. <laughs> wow. Um, I I think that sort of ingenuity and kind of uh, resourcefulness is something that kind of comes into play when we're when we're playing RPGs. Anyway, you know, we we do that kind of stuff 
with our characters a lot. We try to come up with creative solutions to problems that are in front of us or like, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. We, we have an issue that we need a solution for. So and there's college poverty. Ha <laughs> 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 uh, uh-huh. So it's, it, the struggle is real. Um, yeah. And so I think one of the biggest things is in this hobby, just knowing that you have places to look and that, that there are resources out there beyond just, you know, the, the wizards of the coast stuff at, you know, at Barnes and Noble. Um, there is a whole world of really amazing tools and things made by incredibly creative, talented people. Um, and what's more, a lot of them are extremely generous, uh, both with their skill uh, and their time, but also with the knowledge itself. There are communities of these people who are extremely creative, who make and sell this stuff, who also are like more than happy to tell you how to do it too. Even though they make money at making this stuff themselves, they'll still like tell you, hey, you know, if you if you got the time and want to put in the energy, sure, I'll show you how I do it. Um, and you're like, wow, cool. And you download all the stuff and then you go, never mind. You never it. mind. And you buy it. That's right. That's right. But then, like, at le- then at least you respect the craft. Yeah, um, that's right. <laughs> so I, you know, I, we could probably go on for ever. Yeah, we really could, but, but we do need to wrap it up. Um, I, I hope that this gave all of you out there at least something where you were like, oh, I hadn't considered that. Um, yeah, a lot of it was probably like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. But hopefully there were a couple of things in there mm-hmm. that, were, that were helpful to you. Yeah. So, um, you know, I I hope that uh, that all this stuff does something for you. And, you know, hit us up and let us know if uh, what things in particular you found useful. And also let us know if there are you know, about anything that we might have missed or that we might not know about. Impossible. Well, you know, <laughs> I I feel like I'd be uh, be presuming if, if I didn't say it, but I mean, you're right. <laughs> um, so on, on the impossible chance that you know about something that we don't, <laughs> um, you know, come at us, bro. <laughs> <laughs> So um, thanks for hanging out with us and let's see, let's do, let's do the outro real quick. Uh, In particular, we want to say a big thank you to our supporters over at Patreon, Spike and Logan. We love you guys with every bit of our little, little hearts. And uh, if you out there, apart from Spike and Logan, would like to get your names on the show, head on over to patreon.com slash inspiration point and support us at the $5 level. And uh, as well as a shout out on the episodes, you'll also be able to vote on different things when we do polls and be able to submit mailbag questions and you'll get to access our private discord community. And if you're feeling super, super duper inspired, Jump on at the $100 tier 
and Adam will run a custom campaign just for you and anyone else who decides to join at that epic level. Lastly, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you found us. And if this is your first time listening, be sure to download and check out our other episodes like the one we did last week with Mr. AJ Pickett. It was awesome. You should be able to find us on most major podcast platforms, including iTunes and Spotify. And if you listen via iTunes or any other platform that allows for uh, for reviews, please be sure to leave us a five-star review and tell us what you think. We love to read comments and we love to hear your thoughts. Uh, you can find our website at inspirationpoint.buzzsprout.com. And we're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash inspiration point podcast. And we're on Twitter at IP RPG cast. So once again, we hope all this stuff was useful to you and that you find plenty of things to keep you inspired. And until next time, stay inspired. Bye. Bye.